What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Strange New Worlds, a science and Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike Wong, and I'm your host. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to start releasing podcasts from my post-Pasadena journey. As many of you know, I've just left Caltech and have landed at the University of Washington with a pit stop in Les Uches, France, for the Cloud Academy workshop. I also just got back from the American Astronomical Society's Division for Planetary Sciences meeting, or DPS, which was held in Knoxville, Tennessee this year, and I recorded something on every single day of the meeting to share with you. Right now, though, we're going to time travel past Lazouche, past my first day in Washington, past the first three days of the DPS meeting, into day four of the DPS meeting. So, Mr. Spock, start your calculations for time warp. Day four of the DPS meeting was special. It was special because we got news of a brand new Star Trek animated series. I remember getting a text from James T. Keene as I was walking around the poster hall admiring all of the beautiful science on display, opening my phone and seeing a message with a link to a Variety article announcing the big news. Immediately, I ran out into the exhibitor's hall, sat down at an empty table, cracked open my laptop, and started interviewing people about the news. The first couple of people that you're going to hear are my good friend Peter Gao, who's been on this podcast numerous times, and Laura Mayorga, a postdoc at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. Can I ask you a question? Okay. If I told you that there was going to be an animated comedy Star Trek series, what would your gut reaction well, be? Well, no, no, made by. That's important, made by. I don't know. I don't know if it's that important. Just like if there was an animated, an animated comedy Star Trek series, and then we can add more data for you to modify your prior with or whatever. Okay. So I mean, as a non like Star Trek, I'm not part of the Star Trek fandom really. Like I like the new movies, and they were great. All right. So before Laura got to finish explaining, we had another visitor at the booth. It was Dr. Alex Lockwood. And because there were two kind of parallel conversations going on at our table at the same time, it's kind of hard to hear my conversation with Laura. So I'll just quickly sum up her conversation, and then I'll introduce Alex Lockwood, and then we'll hear the next portion of this clip. So what Laura said was that she's not really that big of a fan of Star Trek. She's seen a couple of episodes and a couple of movies. Um, But what really draws her into a fandom, to a franchise, to a TV show that she's watching is the characters. So it's not really the world that's being built or whether it's animated or live action or a drama or a comedy. As long as the characters are compelling, she'll watch it. Okay, so we had Alex Lockwood, who was talking to Peter Gao while I was talking to Laura, and I took the opportunity to ask Alex what she thought about this new idea as well. Just to introduce Alex, she is a friend from Caltech. She was a grad student several years ahead of me, and I really looked up to her as a role model when I was a younger graduate student. And to this day, I take inspiration from her 
and try to follow in her footsteps as a science communicator. Alex has a PhD in planetary science, and she is now a professional science communicator for the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore, Maryland. So here's how this portion of the interview is going to go. I'm going to ask Alex, um, and then Laura's going to chime back in, and Peter's going to chime back in. Eventually, Alex is going to leave, but you're not going to hear that happen. She's just going to sneak away to her booth, where she was spreading the love for the James Webb Space Telescope, the upcoming telescope that NASA is going to launch in 2021. Cross your fingers. And then we're going to get joined by James T. Keene, who was a little bit late to the interview because, one, he had to get wine, and two, he was accosted by several Pluto scientists before he could make his way over. And then, finally, we are going to get joined by another person named Rob Zellum. Rob is a JPL scientist, he studies exoplanets, and he is a hardcore Star Wars fan. So he's going to come up to our table and say, what's up, Star Trek nerds? And then we're going to welcome him in, because that's the way we are, and uh, and we're going to get his thoughts on the new Star Trek series. Of course, Rob is going to talk about Star Wars, but that's okay, because we want to draw parallels to our sister franchises, especially because Star Wars has had a couple of recent animated series and so it's informative to compare and contrast the star wars fandom with what is about to happen to the star trek franchise and once again this is all happening at the division for planetary sciences meeting these are all people with doctorates nerding out about an animated comedy series let's go can i ask you a question (laughs) Cool. You're done. Am I done? You're done. No. You oh. just asked me a question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, now you done. ask nice three questions. Yeah. <laughs> if I told you that there was going to be an animated comedy Star Trek series, what would your gut reaction be? Is it claymation? I don't know. Does it have to be claymation to be good? No. So if it's not claymation, it has to be somewhere between... The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers, to be good. Okay. What if it were like Rick and Morty? Okay. Yeah. That, that, yes. 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 Cool. Yes. Good. So. That's probably important for my answer, too. Okay, okay, yeah. See, I told you. Okay, okay. So what, how does that influence your. I'm actually rather picky about Uh, like cartoon uh, art styles. So like, I mean, I'm a big anime fan. And I discovered as, as I was watching anime that I'm really picky about my anime artwork and, like, cartoon artwork. And, like, the story can be ugly, but if the artwork is ugly, too, like, and, and, and sort of, like, a gruesome or, like, grotesque or, or, I don't know, it's just super, super dark. Like, I don't like that. Rick and Morty, it's weird enough that it's, like, the artwork is unsettling for me to watch. And so I don't like it. Okay, so it seems like Rick and Morty was a pro for Alex Lockwood and a con for Laura Mayorga. Yes. Well, so you're talking more about the subject matter. No, no, just the artwork. But art, I mean, artwork, a person, like, just standing there, that, is that ugly? Or are you talking about, like, people like, being No, like, the up? styles, like, like the, the, the way they draw faces, the uh, way they do eyes, the way they do animation, you know, if, like, if, let's say, for example, like, there's, there's, there's blood. Yeah. 
How do they draw it? Is it is it shiny? Is it reflective? Is it, is it smooth? Is it splatters? Like oh is it God. is it is it really darkly shaded? Is it yeah. dark really art? Is it really heavy? Is it yes. is it sort of like a gothic interpretation? Like are people's eyes like are they rounded? Are they sharp? Like little yeah. details and how characters are drawn are, are apparently really important to me. Apparently so. so I don't so yeah, so Rick and Morty, well, I never really watched I watched the first episode. I enjoyed it. The thing that really bugs me is their eyes. I really, really, really hate that they're, like, the dots are not round. Yeah. I hate that. Because I was going Close back down. to my, like, previous thing of where I really care about the characters. Yeah. If I can't connect with the characters because of the way they look, right? Yeah. You know, slitless eyes or something, or just yeah. dots for eyes. Yeah. Like, and if it's not at least, like, remotely human or at least, you know, trying to be, like, a, a sort of classic style yeah. that we, like, you know, grew up with, yeah. then it's, I find it hard to connect with the characters, uh, I find it hard to pick the material, or I kind of think it's too gruesome, too ugly, too whatever, and then I don't like it. Because, I, I mean, I watch things to, uh, for entertainment value, or, or if I, like, really want to have a think, but yeah. I, don't, I don't like watching horror movies, like, I don't, I don't like, like watching any of that stuff. I don't like it either. The world is bad enough, I want to be entertained <laughs> and not see how ugly it is. <laughs> I mean, ugliness can be entertaining, but I know what you mean. It's, it's an individual <clears throat> taste. Well... So what does it mean to be the creators of a cartoon series? Does that necessarily mean they'll bring their art style or their writing style or what? What does that mean? I think it'd be more their writing style. Right? Rick and Morty is a sci-fi show. And they have some pretty twisty plots as far as I know. For people like me who have never seen Rick and Morty, can you summarize it in one sentence? Listen, Morty. Morty, I, I need you to, to take this seat and, 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 and shove it over your butt. Just really, really far up there. What? That's a quote from the show, so I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> so there's two people. One's name is Rick. One's name is Marty, and they have space. Okay, so uh, so so uh, I'll, I'll get off you here. So so as far as I know, like remember, I haven't actually watched the series in depth. I just watched like the first episode, and I'm on the internet enough to know about this. So Morty is like a teenager, and he has a more or less normal family. Rick, I think this is his grandfather and he's this eccentric genius scientist alcoholic and because he's an eccentric genius he creates all these you know makes a time machine or crazy like a spaceship whatever and then they end up in alternate dimensions and everything and while at the same time you know Morty is the rest of his family of course know that they're you know their their grandpa or their their you know father in law whatever is a bit nutty. So it's a weird combination of family comedy, but also sci-fi, because the rest of the family has to deal with the fact that their grandfather is like this eccentric genius. So I'll show uh, you know one another example is like Rick. I think builds a car or something. This is I just I've seen this in, in gift form, so I don't actually know the plot. But there's a car, it's a futuristic car, and he basically says uh, tells his I think his daughter, right, the mother in the family, that you know send this car, it will protect you from any bad person. And then he goes out to do whatever. So she sits there, and then this random guy just comes up and says, Hey, like, do you have a quarter? And then the, the car says, Hostile, detect it, and kills the guy. So, and then she's like, Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah. So it sounds like kind of silly. It's silly. How does that jive with the Star Trek <laughs> mythos? I, you know? Um, 
in the sense that there must be some kind like this like we're interacting we're laughing there's a sense of humor involved but we don't ever see that except in very scripted interactions and jokes and stuff like that right so if they can make it so that it's literally like ensigns and lieutenants just interacting with each other on a daily basis while like the command crew is fending off the Klingons or something that'd be fun I think the real question is will there be a laugh track <laughs> yeah, if it does, I'm off. I, I can't, I can't. You don't like laugh tracks? I hate laugh tracks. I hate them. It's so staged. You just want to laugh in your own... And laugh at your own pace. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, it's very hard for cartoons to have laugh tracks now, so... Yeah. Probably okay. And here are James. Some Pluto people grab me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's what happens here at DPS. <laughs> yeah. So here's James Keane, the person who broke the news to me by texting me the Variety article. James, what are your thoughts? Uh, I did not see this one coming. I, I did I did anticipate an animated series. I, I thought that would happen. But to make it a comedy would not have been my first guess for a Star Trek show. Yeah, same. Have you seen Rick and Morty? Yes. Okay. So I, and I think Rick and Morty is really funny. But it, it doesn't... <laughs> to me, it, even though they have some Star Trek references, or a lot of Star Trek references... Yeah. It's not clear to me how that will translate into an actual Star Trek show. I feel like I'm somewhat confident in their ability to do so. We'll see. I'm surprised they also greenlit it for two seasons right off the bat. So. Mm-hmm. Must be pretty good. I guess they must have written something. Is written Morty kind of like this, like, is there one long continuous storyline or is like every episode kind of an adventure? Um, it's every episode is kind of an adventure. There's some threads that, that go around. So it could kind of follow an original like Star Trek model if they did it with this. Uh, Rob Zellum, yes. How did you know we were talking about Star? Okay, yeah. So James <laughs> is wearing the Discovery badge. And Rob, so one, two, three, and I just assume that you're part of the Star Trek fandom. <laughs> Star Wars is better, right? Star Wars. I mean, yeah. have, have, have a seat. Have a seat. You're I, interrupting I didn't me say. now. You're pulling me on the chairs. What is wrong with you? Sit down and speak at the computer. Rob Zellum is a JPL scientist. What's happening uh, right now? Setting exoplanets. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Great. Sure. If I told you that there this was going live to, streaming, right? Uh, not live. Okay, great. But, but, <laughs> yeah, you, you cannot the Star Trek nerd stuff. You cannot edit this in any way. Okay, you have to put this at exactly this. I'll take off thing. my background. All right, right. Really, so, so if if um, if I told you that there was going to be a Star Trek animated series that was going to be a comedy made by the people who made Rick and Morty, what would your gut reaction be? Dude, I'm 32. I don't watch cartoons anymore. Except it's Disney Channel. So that cuts over Except for what? Except for this Disney Channel. Like DuckTales, I'm all over DuckTales. <laughs> Rick and Marty, too young or what, too old for that. As, since you're a Star Wars fan, what if Disney said that they were going to make a Star Wars comedy by well, Rick and Marty? They already have, man. Like three or four times. Comedy. Yeah, they did, man. Did you not watch the first season Clone Wars? That was all comedic for the kids. Have you not watched episode one? I was about to make that joke. Literally about to make that joke. Episode one is not the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> Which one is? Yes, it is. Second one. Yeah. Yeah. Episode two is no, the Attack worst of the episode. I like, I, it was pretty lame, but I liked the, the action in episode two. I cannot do There's always with a Anakin. bigger fish. They said it twice in a row. I can't deal with Anakin in episode two. I'm oh, like, get over it, you whiny bitch. All right, ignoring the whole, you have never seen Rick and Morty. You really thing, should not fine. even use me for this, whatever you're doing. No, no, no. Just Guys, here's Rob, who's never, who's tried <laughs> to get me halfway through an episode of Rick and Morty and couldn't tell with all the barfing or burping. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay, I so would not like that. Yeah. I would not like that. Yeah. Morty. Morty. I had to tap out. I couldn't, I had no patience. Oh, that was fun. And then I went to Star Trek. 
Wait, so have you... The, the Star trek people at the table watched the animated series? No. A handful of episodes. Wait, there is an animated, comedic Star Trek Not series. Not comedic. So what's the point of this that you're doing? It's funny because... Oh. What are you trying to do? Because I'm sucking at it. This this is a, a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I do a science and Star Trek podcast. Yes. Yeah. You're asking a Star Wars fan that doesn't like Star Trek as much about this. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're you're an experienced sci-fi fan, and so. you know everybody can have an opinion about. I'm sure. Comedy. I mean, they want like new people to watch the show, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm sure there's like an average age to the Star Trek fandom. I imagine that maybe the Star Wars fandom is a slightly different age distribution. You know, I mean, if they want to appeal to a general audience, your opinions do matter. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a Star great point. Trek cinematic universe. Would you? Yes. Would you be? So the answer you want? What's the right answer? No, no, there's no right answer. But I. I, I what's the answer know, you want me to I say to piss up your viewers <laughs> or listeners? Since you don't watch Star Trek, would you be more inclined? to start watching Star Trek by watching a live-action Star Trek or a comedy animated Star Trek. Who's directing the live-action? Because that new live-action Star Wars series sounds amazing. Because it's what's-his-face. Wait, what? It's called The Mandalorian. And it's about uh, a Mandalorian bounty hunter. That's going to be totally awesome. It's going to be live-action. What? (laughs) Right? See? And it's directed by John Favreau's helping out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, so. Nice. Is this because I realized it didn't, shouldn't? Do a Boba Fett movie, or are they still doing? I think they're still going to do a Boba Fett movie. I really want them to do a Obi Wan movie, though. With yeah, you everyone, everyone with you, McGregor. Obi from Kenobi. Okay, so it depends on who's directing. Welcome to if it's JJ Strange Abraham. New Force. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <if it's, laughs> I can't get Rob to talk about Star Trek, no matter how hard I try. JJ Abrams, I would make sure to wear sunglasses. Cause <laughs> I guess the problem for me for Rebels and Clone Wars season one was they really went after the kid demographic really bad. So Clone Wars season one was really cringy for me. I remember when the movie opened up in theaters, I'm like, oh my god, new Star Wars movie! And I went and watched it, and I came out of there going. WTF, what just happened? Because it was very obviously for kids. Yeah, I felt the same way. And I was at college and I just kept going into it and it was just me and like teenagers, like young kids. I mean, I kind of grew up with the newer Star Wars movies. So it's like, you know, I was kind of more of a kid when the first one came out. Oh, God, so, I remember when that came a out. A science and Star Trek podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm imagining <laughs> thinking about all the cutting. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's just going mean, like, to, like, over Star Wars as they try. These are all parallels, <laughs> though. Star I mean, like, you, you have, yeah. like, the hardcore, like, diehard original Star Trek fans. You have the people that have come on because of the reboot movies. And then, you know, the people that are, are interested in this new show that apparently they bring back the card for, right? So it's like, they do have to make the decisions about whether they're going to try to appeal to a younger demographic that they can then age with, right, and keep for a long time and for marketing so, and whatever. It's not necessarily younger demographic if it's Rick and Morty. It's probably our demographic was slightly, slightly younger. Well, I mean, and they don't know what they're pitching it for. Yeah, and it's right. CBS All Access, which I don't really think CBS All Access probably doesn't have much of a young demographic, a very young demographic. Yeah, but potentially they could take more risks with that, right? So I guess I wonder, like, how much Rick and Morty comedy really appeals to them. Well, so, um, I, I, apply only, here. I only skimmed the article, but didn't it say that, did it say that the guy who did, um, TNG Season 8 stuff is on it, too? I think so. Wait, who? Is that what? not the same guy as the Rick and Morty I, I only skimmed this yeah. article. I think... I don't know if they quoted him or if he was actually involved. Because TNG Season 8, Twitter, and the book are hilarious. I have not... Seen that. You have seen memes. Maybe I've never seen those before. Oh, but anyway, gonna, so I'm gonna look this up. But um, animated series, you should watch it. It's 
both good and terrible. <laughs> and maybe the reason that I'm growing okay with the idea of the animated comedy show is because I follow Square Trek on Twitter. They oh, use oh, a lot yeah. of the animated show, and it's really funny. So you just want more Square Trek material? I want like animated original series Star Trek, but in Square Trek form. Yeah. I mean, who knows what time frame? Yeah. Maybe the lower decks will be like, why don't the commander realize how ridiculous of a situation they are in? Maybe they'll be like the everyday person who points out the ridiculousness. It's like, oh look, it's the board. Why don't we just go and disconnect their tubes like the Enterprise people did instead of just backing away from them all the time? Disconnecting tubes work, damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. I'm now reading TNG season eight. So would I watch it? If Best of Netflix told me yes or no, I would watch it. So if our Best of Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> if they said, hey Rob, this is a good show, you should watch it, I'll give it a few episodes. <laughs> Right. All right. <laughs> do what other people tell me to do. <laughs> but probably uh, be on Netflix, not in the United States. So if you ever moved back yeah. to Canada, so are you gonna be writing this? So are you a part of this? Sorry. Are you part of this this animation thing? No, but Star Trek Discovery, for instance, is on Netflix everywhere else in the world. Actually, Canada's really space probably on Space. space yeah. That's so, not like, fair. Everyone else's Netflix is better than ours. I know. Yeah. Oh, not always. Should look at some of the best of Netflix. That's very depressing. Well, you're gonna have to find best of CBS access for this. This will be one show. Yeah, it'll be like the, the worst subreddit ever. <laughs> and the conversation continued and continued. We talked about plenty of Star Wars, which was the worst movie, Episode One or Episode Two. Obviously, it's Episode Two. And then we were joined by my last victim. Josh Lothringer from the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory. Josh is a Star Trek fan, and in this last clip, I'll ask him what he thinks about the animated comedy series, and he'll also tell us about a favorite moment of his from grad school when he and James T. Keen went to Star Trek trivia. I have a very important question for you, which is, if I told you that there was going to be a animated comedy Star Trek series, how would you feel about that? Comedy? Yeah. I mean, uh, my first reaction is that that probably would be terrible. <laughs> okay, what if I added that it was made by the people who made Rick and Morty? Does that change anything? <laughs> okay, in, in, what, in what way? In what better? Worse? Better, better, okay. More like I could see it how that would be funny, but probably more cringy if it's by Okay. And what's what the context? Is it, yeah, so if I said that it's called Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Okay, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I see how you can maybe make a show. Okay. Take a peek into the life of the average crew member. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it like a sitcom? I don't know. Yeah. I just gotta finish watching all of Seinfeld. Okay. So I can see a Star Trek Seinfeld. So it's an animated series. Animated series. Okay. So, yeah, you'd, you'd watch it? I'd watch it. Okay. Are you a current subscriber of CBS All Access? No. Okay. So, no, so I'm not all caught up. You're not all caught up with Star Trek Discovery? No. Okay. Would this animated series make you want to subscribe to CBS All Access? I'd consider it. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> they just announced it. So By the people with Rick and Morty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That means there'll be less Rick and Morty. 
What are your thoughts on Star Wars? Star Wars? Never He's like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Star Trek's better. But nice. Star Wars right. is a good hero's journey, so it's more of a clear-cut hero's journey. Yeah. I actually don't know too much about how much Star Trek you've seen, besides the fact that you told me today that you enjoyed I, I was on the winning trivia team. Now, tell me, tell me what you told me. Tell me again what you told me Okay, about. yeah, yeah. So, when we were in the pub, there was one round where it was an audio round, I distinctly remember. Uh, Hold on, when is this? When, like, where where, and when? Okay, so, so there was a, a trivia that was specifically, it was a Star Trek night, so you have to pay like five bucks or ten bucks to get in. So I had like a cash prize at the end of like two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, um, and so it's like I, I don't remember exactly who was doing the trivia, but it was like a six round, eight round kind of thing. Um, one of them was an audio round, and um, it was audio clips from all the different movies, and you had to identify which movie it was from. And I remember James not only was able to get the movies, of course, I think he had just gotten done watching most of them. <laughs> But he was also able to finish the audio clip, like finish the dialogue before the audio clip had ended. That's pretty impressive, but I'm not surprised. Is that what you remember too of this event? I I remember a lot of random trivia. They had a visual round that was identify the the different like starship of the week, and, like which alien species it came from. Wow. Uh, there was oh god. It was it was a lot of fun. I remember we tied with one team at the end and had to go into like sudden death. Rapid fire. Like each team going up, they have to answer it all at the same time. Oh my god. And the only question of that I remember is what are the particles that phasers fire? Oh, what? Mike, do you know? Phase crystals. No, no, phase crystals. No. <laughs> and there, it wasn't multiple choice. There was no. You had to know this. Wait, 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 wait. Not photons. Nope. Want to say like alpha particles? Nope. Photons. They don't actually. These type of particles. That's it. What? It's nadion particles. <laughs> oh, nadion. How? How? How did you know this? No. I feel like this. I probably know it either from watching too much Star Trek, which Mike could very easily fall in, or. From the Star Trek Encyclopedia, oh. <laughs> yeah. by the Akudas. it's probably a good place. To wow, that is that's deep. But yeah, I think James single-handedly won me like thirty-five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so this is like a lot of fun. <laughs> so I missed the beginning of this. It was like a trivia night. Yeah, thing. it was like okay. E2 drink. Nice. These themed quizzes. Yeah, that sounds really hard. It's one of my proudest achievements in my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes episode 50 of Strange New Worlds. Random interviews with semi-random planetary scientists at the DPS meeting in Knoxville, Tennessee, about the big announcement of a new Star Trek animated comedy series. Between those interviews and now... I had the chance to catch up on some Rick and Morty. To be real honest, Rick and Morty's style is not exactly my style of comedy. I find that there's a bit too much gratuitous farting and burping, etc, etc. But that kind of comedy might be a person's cup of tea. In fact, Peter Gow loves Rick and Morty. And as he reminds me, 
Rick and Morty actually does a very interesting job of doing allegorical stories. So I hadn't watched Rick and Morty before. I have heard it was one of the best sci-fi cartoons out there. And so today we watched a couple of episodes. And while they did include some pretty crude and juvenile humor, there were some fairly deep messages and allegories in these episodes, which I really appreciated. So if the writers can bring the same kind of writing to a Star Trek series, then I think it would be pretty great. So I'm really excited for what the producers at CBS are going to bring us with this new show, Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek seems to be in a revival phase right now, with Star Trek Discovery making big splashes, Jean-Luc Picard coming back, and a new flavor of Star Trek just over the horizon with Star Trek Lower Decks. I can't wait to see what's out there and examine the intersection of science, Star Trek, and comedy.